One, two, three. Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores how Bob Jones University empowers individuals to reach their highest potential for God's glory. Welcome back to my office for a new episode of our podcast. I'm here today with Sarah Rumpf. And Sarah, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, tell me what's going on in the campus right now. Yeah, so campus life is pretty busy. We're right, jumped right back into the semester. And um, SLC, we're getting uh, ready to start our homestaying. Homestaying. So that's the Student Leadership Council. Yes, yeah. And homestaying. What in the world is homestaying? Yeah, so homestaying is a little different this year. You would usually call it homecoming, ah. except because of COVID, we're just taking extra measures and not having a ton of visitors on campus. And so for the students, we're still having a homecoming festivities, except this year we're calling it homestaying. So it's, it's basically focused on the student body as opposed to alumni and parents and so forth. Absolutely. But we're still going to have a bunch of opportunities for alumni to get involved. Wonderful. Well, as most of you know, last Friday was the 19th anniversary of September 11th. And on that day, 2,977 people lost their lives in a terrorist attack in New York City that our country will never forget. So as a way to commemorate this somber anniversary, BJU has set up several memorials as a way to honor and to remember the victims of the attack. So Sarah, could you tell us a little bit about these memorials? Yeah. On on Tuesday of last week, a replica of the World Trade Center cross, which is one of the most recognizable symbols found in the wreckage of Ground Zero, was set up at the front entrance on campus. The original steer girder is a 17-foot-long crossbeam, and it's currently on display in the National September 11th Memorial and Museum in New York City. Okay, so uh, we have that on the front campus so people drive by and they can see it. But we have something else very, very special that our students got involved in doing. So tell us about that. Yeah, this is one of my favorite events each year. Um, Students come out and we set up 2,977 flags for the victims in 9-11. Um, it's just a special time for students to come on out and just take a moment to remember the lives lost in 9-11. So we had like a bunch of students. Yeah, there was a really good um, turnout with that, and that was great. Our athletes came out, regular students came Absolutely, out. Absolutely, yep. That was pretty awesome. And then, of course, displayed uh, in, in the Welcome Center here is something else very special. What is that? There is a piece of steel girder found in the North Tower in the Welcome Center. You can see the pictures of the, each of these memorials on the episode's webpage at today.bju.edu. Well, I know that, um, you know, for a lot of people, as, as the years go by, 9-11 uh, is not as well remembered. So most of our freshmen weren't even alive when it took place. But one of the things that is important to remember is that our world changed. And uh, we experience it every day, especially when we get on an airplane and the TSA is there. And that's all a part of the results of that terrorist attack. So it, it's an important, an important time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was, a, go I was, ahead. Sorry. I was uh, born in 1998. So 
I don't really remember 9-11, except I hear, you know, stories from my parents and they, they talk about the different changes, like you were saying, TSA and just national security as a whole just really was ramped up after that time. Well, in, in addition to these memorials, um, Bob Jones University hosted this past Friday the ROTC contracting ceremony where several of our Army and Air Force cadets signed their contracts to serve in those branches when they graduate from the program. And one of the neat things that we have here uh, because of our Senator Lindsey Graham and his relationship with Bob Jones is that we now have these ROTC programs. And we are super proud of our Air Force and Army cadets, and they're connected with Furman University and Clemson University. So you see them around campus. What do you think about them when you see them? I just think that they are very dedicated because I know the schedule that they have, and I know that it's quite grueling. And it's just cool to see um, students my own age who are so um, dedicated to serving our country. And and I think they're really respected by our students. Yes, I think so as well. Big time. I definitely respect them. Yes. So I decided to call Joshua Bacar. Joshua graduated from Bob Jones this past May, and he is now a second lieutenant in the United States Army, and he is the first ever commissioned officer to graduate from BJU's ROTC program. We're very proud of him, and so I wanted to hear how the program at Bob Jones University prepared him for his commission, and I wanted to get an update on his life following his graduation. So take a listen to his to the interview I had with him. Well, we are delighted this morning to have on highest potential our first ever Bob Jones University ROTC graduate, second Lieutenant Joshua Bacar who graduated this year in 2020, and he is now in the Army and married. And so, Josh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Dr. Pettit. Uh, I love this opportunity to talk to you, well, talk to we, everyone else listening in. Well, we're, we're this, what we're saddened about is, is you couldn't be with us. Tell us why you can't be down here in Greenville. Yeah, I was actually at a promotion ceremony the other week for a family friend who's being obviously promoted in the Army, and um, his... His wife's mother uh, got tested tested positive for COVID, and so since it was a little intimate, little gathering of friends and family, um, since she became, you know, she got positive results from the test that she took. It, it's just a precaution. I took a test yesterday. I'm feeling I have a little bit of some symptoms, like I woke up with a little bit of a cold this morning and some headaches. So, you know. I probably have it, and especially I don't really want to be spreading it around the campus. I don't want to be spreading it around you, Dr. Pettit, or anyone else I come into contact with. Well, Joshua, I want you to know we love you, and we definitely want you to stay where you are. <laughs> and, and we'll take <laughs> next time we get an opportunity, we'll uh, we'll get together. But thank you for being here today and talking with us. So let, let's just uh, go back a little bit in history. Tell us when did you come to Bob Jones University? So I came to Bob Jones. In 2016, as a freshman. And where are and, you? Where are you from originally? Yeah, I'm from uh, the southwest side of Chicago. Okay. So, and uh, so, how did you know about Bob Jones? My mom was actually a graduate of Bob Jones. Okay. Back in in '84. Uh, so we call you a legacy student, and uh, 
they they comprise 40 to 50 percent of our student body for which we're really grateful so when you came to bob jones in 2016 did we have at that time uh, the rotc program no actually at the time you didn't have the rotc program and did you uh did you i mean prior to coming to bj did you want to go in the uh, rotc did you have a desire for that yes sir okay. i had a it was like an internal desire to actually be in the military in general. Right. I, I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. Um, and that's where I was striving to go. I got accepted, but then I visited Bob Jones. This is part of my testimony and how God has really orchestrated my life. So I was planning on going there. I was away from God in my high school career. And, um, currently I live in Maryland and I'm 20 minutes away from the Naval Academy. So, um, being away from God when I was in high school, I visited Bob Jones to kind of just go with my mom to see where she went to school. And when I came in, it was on a Thursday, around this time of year, actually, and you, Dr. Petter, were actually giving a message, which is weird on a Thursday because you normally preach on Monday. And it was, a, the message was about giving your life to God and doing God's will. And during that message, God really convicted me on, you know, I need a sacrifice. And if I don't do this, if I don't go to Bob Jones, then I probably will fall away from, from God. Mm. My relationship will suffer. I will slowly become more like the world. And I realized that. And so it was kind of like this really big defining turning point in my life. Wow. It was either I go, I go here or I go there. And so I chose to go to Bob Jones. I absolutely it really, it just felt right in the biblical term of the word right. It just felt good well, to make the decision to come to Bob Jones. Oh, man, that is that is a tremendous story. And I'm sure it can be repeated all over campus with so many different students that come here and they experience that sense mm -hmm. of conviction. And actually, we would never want to lose that here at Bob Jones University because that's what really makes makes the difference. So when you came, what was your major? Physics. Physics. All right. I'm glad you're a physics major. I, I don't think I would <laughs> succeed in physics. Uh, and and when did when did you find out about the ROTC program? I found out about it actually when I it was announced my sophomore year, second semester, I believe. Um, maybe at, during Bible conference time. I could be mistaken, but it was like this announcement that we were going to be getting the ROTC program. It, it must have been in March, early March. And I became very, well, you know, because I like before I always wanted to join, but then God had me go into Bob Jones. And because you guys didn't have an ROTC program or anything, you know, kind of related to the military aspect, I was a little hesitant and what God wanted me to do. So I obviously, so I prayed about it for several weeks. My wife is a military brat, which means like her dad is active duty still right now. And um, so she was prepared for the potential military lifestyle that I may have. So let's let's stop right there. So did you did you meet Victoria? Your your wife is Victoria. Did, mm -hmm. did you meet her here at Bob Jones? Yes, sir. I met her uh, freshman year actually. I was on the second day of school when I actually like met her. She doesn't recall me seeing her, but I remember seeing her, and I was like, "That's yeah. the one I want." And uh, <laughs> and then by you know I we had English 102 together, and so I just slowly started talking to her and getting to know her. Well, yeah, I tell you what, uh, whoever gets their wife at Bob Jones University 
uh, should be eternally grateful for BJU. <laughs> and uh, that's a blessing. So, so you found out about it and mm-hmm. you may, you may, you began to pray about it and then you made a decision that you wanted to pursue right. that. Yes, sir. And that started what your junior year? Um, well, actually, when I went to your talk, the folks at Furman, um, they said that if I were to join my sophomore year, I had to go to this thing to a basic camp. Right. So it's just like basic training, only it's truncated. So it's shortened. Um, it's not the full, full eight weeks. It's, it was about at that time, it was only 30 days and they had drill sergeants. They had the, it was basically just basic training accelerated mm-hmm. for the cadets. And that was at Fort Knox. So if I were to, so the requirement was that if I wanted to join ROTC as a sophomore cadet going into my junior year, I'd have to go to basic camp in order to kind of catch up, so to say, with all the other cadets that had been in the program from freshman and sophomore year already. And so you did that? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. What was that like? Hot. And <laughs> there was a lot of yelling and screaming. <laughs> I understand. I, I understand that experience. So you came back your junior year as a cadet. And uh, yes, that was that was the beginning of the relationship of going over to Furman University. And just for our listeners, uh, BJU is is connected uh, with both Furman and Clemson University. Clemson is our Air Force ROTC program. And then uh, Furman, we are connected with the battalion there in their Army program. And so we have a great relationship with them. And by the way, I should do a little shout out to our Senator Lindsey Graham, who, because of his influence, we were able to get in the window of getting into ROTC. That window opened up uh, with with our current President Trump, and then Lindsey Graham helped get us in, and then that window actually is closed. So we're just thankful that we can continue on in uh, producing uh, the next generation of uh, of, uh, of lieutenants, uh, officers for both the Army and the Air Force. So when you got over to Furman, uh, tell us about that experience. Well, because it was really odd, you know, being in the Bob Jones environment and then seeing everyone at Furman, the first thing I noticed was just like the lifestyle of the students and the change that there was just fundamentally on the campuses. Furman, you know, they have a beautiful campus, um, but it was very obvious that they were um, a lot different from the Bob Jones students. So uh, you got over there and, and uh, you began to connect with the cadets. I think North Greenville was involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what, what, was your, what was your educational experience with the Furman Battalion? Um, I honest, honestly, it was a great learning experience. Getting to know all the other cadets really just rounds you out as a person, I think. Um, because when you're at Bob Jones, you kind of be in like this little bubble of the Bob Jones students and the Bob Jones culture. And when you go to Furman, it's a little taste of if you do go into the Army, not everyone is like a Bob Jones student or product. They're all coming from these different backgrounds. And you as a Christian, as a saved individual, need to figure out a way how you're going to communicate and reach and reach someone that's potentially unsaved when you're in the big Army. Um, but then with the classes that they would teach, that was a totally different learning experience as well, because it wasn't like my the military uh, strategy classes or the learning how to lead classes were entirely different from my 
Bob Jones degree program. And so it really, really uh, challenged me in a way. Probably a good, healthy blend, I would think. It was. It was a good, healthy blend. Yeah, you're learning you're learning leadership in, in the world, in the military world, which is obviously different than the Christian world, and yet there are the, the principles it, it definitely overlap. That is exactly correct. So you got you got through your junior year, your senior year, and um, of course uh, got got ready for uh, your graduation here at mm-hmm. BJU and then tell us what happened in March. Yeah. Well, like, in March, like everybody um, doesn't know. <laughs> in March, obviously, uh, COVID nineteen decided to rear its ugly head around um, around our little area, and you made the decision, sir, which I totally respect, and letting the students go go home to their homes because we didn't know what the virus was capable of or what it was really back then. Um, so all the students had to go home, and so the whole class of twenty twenty also had to go home and so it was really an odd experience to say goodbye to your friends and faculty on such short notice yes um and like i haven't reconnected with a lot of my friends that i you know that i frankly that i miss right so you left what did you do as soon as you left um i actually because my family lives in chicago and the original date of my wedding was going to be may 22nd the original plan was that I'd go be with my fiance at her house at Fort Bragg for a couple, for a couple of, um, for like two weeks or so for, or for a week. And, uh, so I basically just went to her house and I stayed under her parents' supervision until school was over and until we got married. And wow. honestly, that was a really unique learning experience. Cause you got to, so I got to see like what living with my fiance was like under a protected environment. Um, yeah, or, you know, like it's I not on the bottom. Yeah, it's not quite like Bob Jones University. Yeah, no, it was not like Bob Jones University at all. And um, so, when did y'all get married? We got married on July fourth. July fourth. Wow, what a great day! Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, was it a church wedding, outdoor wedding, backyard wedding? How'd y'all do it? Well, we couldn't do it at the church at the time, so we just did it in the backyard of her place. So I had, so I was, her dad and I had worked on the yard. At, so basically on base okay. in her backyard. And so her dad and I had worked on the yard um, throughout, you know, right after school got over, planting grass, making sure it looked good, redoing the, the garden area. And how so many that, were how many were able to come to your wedding? We had 20 coming to my wedding. Well, whether you had 20 or 2,000, you're still married. Yep, that's that, exactly right. <laughs> that's that's the best thing about it. So you guys got married, and uh, when did you where when did you start your job with the army? Um, so I currently, um, as a reservist, I I will go to so I go to drill once a month um, in the national capital region. Okay. So that's DC, and I'm a, as a cyber officer, I go help in the overall mission is to obviously defend the United States um, agencies and the capital region through cyber warfare. I see. So that's what you're, that's what you're, so you, are you working a full-time job along with your reserve position? Yes, sir. And where are you working? I work with the Army Corps of Engineers. Okay, cool. 
And where's your where's your job office located? So my job office is located. I work outside of the Baltimore district, um, but my my building specifically is like a satellite building. So it just is in between D.C. and Baltimore. Okay. Um, and so it's it's right. It's called in a small place called Annapolis Junction. Yes. It's just like a little business parkway, really. So that's that's where you are, and you and Victoria live up in that area. Yes, sir. Wonderful. Well, I know that uh, we had planned for you to be down here because today uh, we are having a ceremony on the campus of Bob Jones University, an, an induction ceremony for a number of our ROTC cadets, both Army and Air Force. Plus, today we are uh, remembering 9-11. This is the 11th of September. We have a uh, a display on the front of campus with 2,977 flags uh, that are uh, out there so that people drive by can remember 9-11. And of course, when you think of all that's going on in the world today, so much of it actually started back around 9-11, which is almost now 20 years ago. Um, so I know you were going to come down here. I know, as you said, you were going to share some wisdom uh, with uh, some of those that are the cadets that are here now. So uh, as we wrap this thing up today, why don't you just kind of share with us the, th the, the specific things you wanted to say? Yeah. Um, to two of the cadets, I just wanted to say that um, leadership isn't the most, it's not always the most obvious thing to do. Don't listen to the peers that are around you. Sometimes you really do have to stand against the tide sometimes or, or against the flow, for a better word of saying it. It, it isn't always the easiest thing to say no or to say yes to something that you may, like you may not personally agree with it, but when it comes to the army, you know, unless it's something that's totally illegal, you kind of just have, you just have to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But then there are times where something is morally objective and you have to make the best call using your left and right limits, as it were, to make the best decision that you can. And that also applies to your personal life as well. Um, leadership, especially, you know, now that I'm married, I know that as it, take, it really is like a total huge learning curve of being brand, brand new newlyweds. And as the man in the family, making decisions isn't the easiest thing to do. So you just make the best one that you can. And whether or not that's, you know, unless you're, you know, the people around you agree with what you have to do as a decision. But as long as you know it's the right decision and that you've been, mainly it's that you've been talking to God about that decision. Mm -hmm. And that, that is the driving factor in, in how to be the man in the family. Well, you know, you, you shared earlier on about your decision to come to Bob Jones and and it was a decision of of um, it was a decision of faith and surrender and obedience, and actually that that's that's the way you start and that's the way you continue. It really doesn't change throughout life. It's it's just really following the Lord, or like the old gospel song says, "Trust and obey," for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Well, we are um, we are uh, really thankful for you. We're proud of you, Josh. Um, as our first uh, ROTC graduate, we've got more coming. 
And uh, I'm I'm excited for this this that you will go out and be uh, a witness for Jesus Christ uh, in the military world, and uh, and show the love of Christ to those that are around you and those that are open to hear the gospel. So uh, let me know when you come down to Greenville again, and we'll connect. Uh, especially when you come down without COVID nineteen, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll be excited to see you and to receive you back here. So, Josh, thank you for your time today, and the Lord bless Thanks, you, sir. Thank you, thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.